0: Now with us, we are super excited. We have Peter Banani joining us in studio, and we read your second book, Things I'm Seeing Without You, and now you're coming in today to talk to us about your delightful and wonderful book, This Book Is Not Yet Rated. So thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm oh, excited to be here.
0: Oh my gosh. This, it's... <laughs> This book was so charming and heartfelt, and you just have to describe it for everybody, because I know you'll do a better job than we will.
1: Good, but I like that you complimented it first. (laughs) Okay, okay, so this book is not yet rated. Um, It takes place in a small movie theater in Minneapolis that is, um, I don't even want to say loosely based, because pretty much just based on the Oak Street Cinema, where I used to work when I was a young man, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, the main character is Ethan, and he is obsessed with movies. Movies are how he kind of figures out everything about his life. And he has a personal connection as well to, um, to to really being interested in them because his father was a big movie buff and a film professor. And when the book starts, his father has passed away about three years ago. And um, so he also kind of watches movies to sort of mourn and to um, remember his dad. Um, that's the kind of like emotional backstory but Mm -hmm. most of the book is him interacting with his kind of quirky work family Mm -hmm. uh at the movie theater which is full of colorful characters and then also kind of getting back in touch with a um young woman named reyna who became a big hollywood actress but is kind of um a little bit on the outs and has come back to town and they're reestablishing a friendship maybe someday potential romance maybe not I decided to leave it up to readers to decide. Yeah,
2: it's it's so good. <laughs> yeah, this book really is, is so good. It, I I have like. 30 pages left I think but it's
1: just oh I won't tell you what happened no, no
2: don't tell me please don't tell anybody but the book is this book is not yet rated um, Peter Bognani Bung- Bognani uh-huh. Bognani yeah, that's nice I like when
1: you say it like that
2: yeah. and you're a professor at McAllister
1: I am yeah it,
2: do you teach writing
1: I do I teach creative writing I was teaching today actually I just finished and came right over here which is why I still look like a professor in my cardigan I love
2: it that you do actually have a
0: professor cardigan <laughs> with buttons no less that's, <laughs>
1: the, that's the only way I can get any respect <laughs>
0: they, uh, I, you do. You look very young. You could pass for a student, but because um, Julia worked at the Highland Beer oh. forever, and that was, you know, you kind yeah. of in an interview
2: I was reading because you um, debuted the book last week at Common Good Books, uh-huh. yeah. And I was reading your interview um, and how you talked about your dad. You know, movies were a big part of your life, and mm-hmm. how you have this Insta family because you do. Li- li- for some reason, the first job as a teenager, kind of the first paid one, you really. Had yeah. a lot of firsts, and also you kind of, this is kind of about you too because you'd go to movies with your dad on Saturdays. I would,
1: yeah. It's it's um it's dedicated to my father actually because my dad was a huge um film buff when I was growing up. He used to review movies in college. Then I think I derailed that plan with like my birth and arrival into the world. He had ended up doing something, um, like a little bit more lucrative, but um, but we used to watch movies all the time. And, um, he didn't really care about ratings that much either, so I would often watch like wildly age inappropriate things with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I specifically remember watching Easy Rider when I think I was like nine or ten <laughs> yeah. and then like trying to explain to my friends on the playground like what a bad acid trip was right, yeah, right. Um, like, oh the my next gosh. week. but um, he really got me into it, and he was into like art film, and so we saw a lot of really interesting stuff together which kind of got me into movies. And then later on, I ended up working at that art house movie theater kind of as a result. And I
0: remember being really bummed when that theater closed. Yeah, it was like it was People sad. were trying to save it. Right. And did they tear it down and put up some apartment building, basically? They did. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, when I was doing research for this book, I was actually gone by the time it was torn down. Mm-hmm. But there was a really sad picture of like the marquee lying on the ground and like the wrecking ball was there and everything. Um, it was a pretty charming place. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm curious. In the book, um, Ethan's character, we learned that uh, I think he shares it with Raina when they're watching a movie together. That the the one thing that he did with his dad was you had to say after the movie was over, what is the visual that stayed with you? Yeah,
1: the image that that you can't that you can't forget.
0: And then, what was the other? question because um, oh the
1: um the last line of dialogue yes. yeah was that yeah, something yeah,
0: yeah. that is that right from between you and your dad
1: um it's not but it's based on we used to we used to like play little games like that I don't think we did that one every single mm-hmm. time but there were times when he would ask me to like describe or like keep my eye out on some on something when we were watching a movie so yeah. we, we had like that sort of bond um but yeah in that one like they had they had rules and it sort of pays off down the line in the book
0: yeah I, yeah. I, I love that part I mean, I just could that, that just like contextually, that just sort of made me think about movies in a whole other way. And then yeah. also at the start of each chapter, you describe an actual glossary yeah, of, film, of terms. film terms, which I didn't even know some of those.
2: No, so I didn't either. Kind of oh, right. good. I love reading these.
1: I was thinking, too, that, I mean, like the book is kind of for all ages, it but is. I wanted um, teenagers, if they didn't kind of like know the language of, of film, to mm-hmm. sort of like get a little primer as they were going through the book. It kind of came from actually my, my editor in the first draft. The glossary of film terms wasn't in it. And she was like, you know, I like movies, but I'm not like a huge movie fanatic. And I want you to make me believe. Like, I want you to make me love movies as much as Ethan does by, end of, by the end of this book. And so one of the things that I added then in revisions was that glossary to kind of show like his passion and the way that he thinks about you know, life and movies like in the terms of, of film.
2: Yeah. It, it, it really, I mean, when I'm, I'm thinking about the glossary in each of, and this is entry two twenty nine, a road movie mm-hmm. and you describe, think easy rider, Thelma and Louise, Harold and Mod, you, you two, Tom yeah. Bion or however you say that one, but I love it. When you get there, you're always going to be disappointed at least a little bit, but when you're on the way, everything is still perfect. Mm. I just yeah. <laughs> I think that those were such good nuggets of wisdom in the description yeah. of all the terms. You this is such a clever book.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> you now
2: okay, so we know your first book was made into a movie.
1: It was, yeah. And The House and, of um, Tomorrow. The House of Tomorrow was made into a movie and actually part of the inspiration from this book for this book came from that. Um, is the, has the movie
0: come out The House of Tomorrow? Yeah, it, yeah. Is it, it, okay. um,
1: it had it re- came out I think last summer. I'm trying to remember what's Artist happened 14. in my actual yeah my actual life. Um, <laughs> and it's um it's available on iTunes. It was on Showtime for a while. I'm not sure if it's on there anymore. Okay. Um, I would recommend it. It's it's very charming. Yeah. Um, got, I mean that's
0: so exciting. Nick Offerman, yeah. Alan Bernstein. First, I mean, yeah. what a cast! And the kid from Sex Education. Right.
1: He was great. Um, he was a super nice guy. But when I, so when I was on the set, I got to go there and I mostly just annoyed people and like ate the free food and (laughs) tried to be, (laughs) no, it was filmed here actually outside of town. They did some pickup shots Mm -hmm. in LA, but they filmed it actually, um. On a on a property in North Branch where there's a lot of geodesic domes because there's a big like. Oh yes, dome yes, home yes, yes. Um so but I was watching these kids on set and I was thinking about like what a crazy job to have when you're like 18, 19 years old. Um, because the Ethan's job in the book is right like a kind of minimum wage job, which are the kind of jobs I had when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. But then what if the entire budget of a movie was resting on your shoulders at like seventeen or eighteen? Right. And so that's kind of the inspiration for Raina's character in the book. Was some of the talks that I had with um, Asa Butterfield and Alex Wolf, who are the two teen actors in The House of Tomorrow, and just talking to them about their life, and they sort of just saw it as a job because they'd been doing it both since they were child actors.
0: Mm-hmm. Is um, Asa the one who's in Sex Education, yeah, the kid, mm-hmm. who, the main kid?
1: Yeah, and he so he was actually discovered like on the streets of London for an open casting call for that movie Hugo Cabret that I think mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese yes, yes, directed. Yes. Yeah, so he's been acting since he was a little kid. And the way he talked about it was just like, you know, it just like, it just kept coming after that. And he just sort of like had to start thinking about it as work, you know, which is, if it were me, I would be like, I'm a huge celebrity. Right. This is amazing. <laughs> right. But he's kind of, he's kind of like, I, and I think he really loves it, but he's like, you know, I like get these movies and I go and I do my job and I have to be professional and No
0: it's hot ha- I mean, so you've you sold your first book. Well this book, which is called This Book is not yet rated, or the one we talked to I think last year about Things I'm seeing Without You. Mm-hmm. Are either of these going to be T V series,
1: movies, your um,
0: negotiations? What?
1: Um yeah, Things I'm Seeing Without You has been optioned actually by um Alyssa Milano's public um production oh. company. Um, so she, um, she's optioned that book. She has a company called Piece by Piece that's developing TV shows and she's trying to develop it into a TV show. I have no idea if it'll actually happen.
0: Yeah. But, well, you um, never do. I mean, isn't no. that always right. the thing? And then how about this book is um, not yet ready? It just came out. So, okay, it did. um,
1: I don't, we don't know yet. I think my agent's testing the waters.
0: So- it is. There's just like a, really a heartfelt simplicity in, in the, in the book. I, it was very just delightful the characters i mean
2: lou and the projectionist we had a projectionist at the highland theater i mean they Uh live a different life before it went digital you know it was film and the reels and they'd never come out and see daylight and so i was just kind of thinking that was the scary place to go to ask them and i remember them smoking cigarettes up there and stuff
1: right very dangerous, dangerous celluloid film is incredibly flammable but i i think the one at um the oak street used to smoke up there in secret too yeah, it's just um,
0: wild. Julia has talked about her, you know, the the, the candy eating that was going oh, on. We yeah, pinched yeah. all the candy. Uh, I, I mean, sometimes so we,
1: we had a rat the, problem at the Oak Street because they had a storeroom oh, so full of candy and it was a really old building. Um, so that, it, which is a detail in the book, yeah, but, yeah. but I remember we'd go in there in the morning and be like, okay, what's salvageable for the day. <laughs> so to anyone out there who ever ate candy at the Oak Street I I think they're past liability because the building's torn down but like yeah sorry there might have been a contaminated junior. they put
2: plastic around them now but I used to we'd pinch them and take us some junior mints I mean I'm talking 1978 Uh you know and take some junior mints out and stuff and I remember just serving it to someone like there's only like five in there and they're paying a dollar
0: Peter so what do you say like you know you teach creative writing at Uh McAllister and so you have people who would be authors or want yeah. to write um what what do people ask you like how can i become a published novel or novelist or what what do you answer
1: well i, th- I mean i think like the really boring answer mm-hmm. is that you just have to write for a really long time because yeah. usually when you first start out or at least this was the case for case for me i really didn't know like what i had to say yet or what kind of stories i wanted to tell and it took me a lot of bad Drafts and a lot of like failed first novels before yeah. I before I sort of realized what my sweet spot was or Is like, it
0: sitting down and Do you just type like it out? Or do you, yeah, everyone types yeah it I out. sit yeah. in
1: my office and I type and yeah. it's really lonely and boring. But the time goes by pretty fast, yeah. I have to say. Um but it's it's like that's why it's nice to teach. It's because it's such a solitary thing to kind of just sit there and like mm-hmm. beat your brains out trying to figure out a story. And so I go in and I talk to other writers during the day and like, you know, students who want to be writers and it's a nice way to actually like have some social contact and all that good stuff. But I think the answer is just to like read everything and write as much as possible until you sort of figure out what, what it is, like what your truth is, what mm-hmm. you want to say.
0: You, okay, and what oh, was the Oh gosh, book, that's a good one. What was the book that you read that hooked you on reading?
1: um i so my mom was a librarian so i was like fed a steady diet of Mm -hmm. of books ever since i was a kid um i think that the book so i had a drought though when i was like an angsty like i don't know eighth ninth grader Mm -hmm. i was like i'm gonna rebel against my mom and never read and i'm just gonna like play video games (laughs) but then i i think the book that actually got me back into reading um, was Kurt Vonnegut book, Slaughterhouse Five. Um, she gave me, because she thought I would find it funny. And I ended up just like being kind of obsessed with it. I think a lot of teenage boys have a yeah. Vonnegut phase. Yes. Um, I went through that and I was like, oh my God, you can make jokes. You can do all this crazy stuff. Um, this is amazing. And um, another one that I really loved when I was younger too was The World According to Garp. Oh which, yeah. Um, kind of like... Um, that was I just, the like,
0: craziest you know, story. Yeah, right? It was such a crazy good book.
1: It's sort of one of those things that um, one of those books where you're kind of like, yeah, how did anyone ever come up with this? Like what an just like amazing power of imagination? And then um, makes made me want to like come up with wild stories of my own. Yeah.
2: What's the last great book that you've read?
1: Um, I like I read so much that like I'm trying I, and I've got a stack in my bedroom. Um, let me think. I have read recently, I've been reading a lot of um, memoirs. Because I was teaching some students in one of my advanced level classes who were writing nonfiction. So um, I really loved this book called 300 Arguments by Sarah Manguzo. It's published by Grey Wolf Press and it's tiny little short entries. The book is incredibly small. They're almost like little, it's like, little, like a memoir made up of like fortune cookie entries or something. Oh, really? But some of them are really hilarious, some of them are like really thought provoking. And it was probably only a hundred and some pages, but it stuck with me after I put yeah. it down. I feel like it was just kind of like a straight shot of, of truth.
0: So so you have like five or six books at any given time. Yes. Is that kind of what you do?
1: Yeah. I'm reading some like younger, like young adult books. I'm reading some memoir. I'm reading some fiction um and um it's all like a big blur
0: well we're totally this putting this <laughs> this is one of our favorite books of the year oh and thank know. you i'm I've, so glad you guys it's liked it so fun it, it's so i mean it's just, just wonderful delightful yeah it, the book is called this book is not yet rated peter are you going to be doing any can people see you anywhere you're doing any yeah books?
1: they can see me tomorrow actually i'm going to be at teen LitCon. um you can look it up on the web and see the whole, um, see the whole lineup of authors. It's a really cool event. And I think I have a panel, uh, there tomorrow at 11 AM. Where is it at? Teen Lit? Um, yeah, it's at, uh, high school, Sibley. Sibley High School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are some ticketed events, but I think my panel is not one and I'll also be signing books there. And there's some, a lot of really other good authors that are going to be there too. Cool.
0: all right wonderful well peter thank you so much for coming we gotta have you sign our books we gotta get a picture with you
1: i would love to do that
0: all right when we come back uh uh, van jones and samantha b they got some something to say and we'll share it with